Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to Hashtag Lakers, your homie's place for all things Lakers. Hashtag perfectly for your ears. With special appearances from Laker beat writers, NBA insiders, journalists, and Laker fanatics all over the world. We'll break down and analyze the latest games, trending news, trade rumors, signings, injuries, and much more. So tune in and let's talk Lakers basketball. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm Yo Lagazzo. I'm joined by my co-host, John Webb Lagazzo and McKay Westbrook. And we also have two guests on the show today. First up, we have Raquel at Soul Beautiful Me of Laker Fanatics. Uh, welcome back to the show, Raquel. We, I know we haven't seen you since uh, the Lakers lost game three of the Western Conference Finals against Denver. But, you know, how have you been so far? Um, I've been great. I mean, because we lost that game, but we ended up winning the championship. And that's all that matters to me. Exactly. <laughs> we are the 20, 20 champs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was kind of a, uh, we, we, we were talking and we were like, you know, what, what do we, what do we do from here? Like we just lost, we just lost. How can the Lakers go bounce back? I think it was a great off conversation when you, when you first uh, came with us uh, that first time. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we also have today uh, Casey Ahmed of uh, Fansided's The Lake Show Life. Uh, so Casey, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Again, you were with us. Uh, it was game three also, and we lost that game too, but against the Heat. So so welcome back, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was definitely a heartbreaking loss, but it's great to be back. Uh, that game, I just remember thinking, I don't know how we let that game go. Like, Everybody was injured on the heat. It looked like it was destined to be a sweep. But, you know, it's cool. We ended up winning. So it's great. Yeah. Doesn't matter. 
uh, in the long run. Like, like here, uh, I, I guess we're going to remain consistent because yeah, we lost last night again <laughs> <laughs> against against the the Wizards. Um, so I mean, the both both times that you both have been here, with <laughs> and Casey, we lost, and now we have you on the show. So I don't know, maybe. So he's saying when he schedules us. I guess. Hey, like, <laughs> I guess you can look at it like this because after we both got on after a loss, we ended up winning the title. So uh-huh. you know, oh, maybe we we're go. maybe we're good luck charms. You know, I like that, Casey. I like that. <laughs> That's why we bring hey, you guys in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good job, yo. Good job. <laughs> but let's talk about uh, that embarrassing loss against the Wizards, but also against like the the other teams that we lost against. I guess we only lost against. Uh, the Mavs, but twice, right? We did win against Orlando, um, but it should have been easy. It should have been an easier win. Um, but let me let me hear your thoughts about the latest games. This you know this road trip that we just went on. Um, well, for the before AD came back, I was looking to see how the team would at least keep up a competitive effort, and it seemed like at least they're trying on defense because. Obviously, offensively, there's going to be a struggle without LeBron and AD. There's not really that many creators on the court, so it made sense that we were going to struggle. But uh, the only thing that's disappointing is seeing how AD, I know he's coming back slowly, but it's it's kind of like he's not being aggressive. But I guess that's because he hasn't played in a while, so he's like getting used to it. But it seems like he's like a lot of plays of him standing off to the side, letting somebody else like ISO. But other than that, yeah. I think um, just to touch bases on that, I mean, I feel like that's what I was saying is that whenever a player's coming off of an injury like that, I feel like they're a little bit timid at first. So they're not going to play like we would want them to play. Like I know a lot of people are like, well, KD did this, yet I feel like um, he had a lot, a longer prolonged injury. And I feel like AD is just being like most, you know, athletes come back and they're just not like, they're, they're still trying to trust that injury, that, that leg, that, you know, foot, that calf. And I feel like that's why he has it because I just looked at the games and it's like, he started off, he wasn't really shooting. And then the last game you seen, he got really aggressive late in the fourth. So he's progressing, but I mean, we want him to come back and be like, let's go 80. Yeah. I, I think the biggest part of that is him regaining confidence. I mean, when, when you get that kind of injury, it's a little bit scary because that can be a career altering injury. You know, we look at what happened with KD and um, that basically was the end of the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Um, so it can it can change your future. It can um, de- decide a lot of things. And Anthony Davis is in the prime of his career. Um, I think it's good that he's taking things slowly. He's not trying to overdo it. Um, I think sometimes when you get a little too anxious, you can come in and you can uh, overexert yourself when your body's not used to it. It's not um, a custom and you know, you got to get the feel for it. I think AD's taking it a little bit slow. Um, the first couple of games were a little bit rough. You could see that he had a lot of rust. Um, this last game though, it, it looked like he's starting to get a little bit more into the groove, his shots starting to fall. Um, and man, his, uh, I, I had forgotten how much I missed watching him play. Um, he's got such a smooth, a smooth, silky shot. Uh, and it's just so high arching. It's, it's awesome to watch. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're, you got to look at some of the people who are going against, um, Bradley Beals 
an absolute killer. He's leading the league in points. Um, Russell Westbrook's not no chump either. And uh, Luka Doncic and Kristaps uh, Porzingis are looking to break into that uh, top six spots in the Western Conference. You know, they're they're hungry to not have to play those playing games. So we're going against uh, teams who who have the firepower, um, and we're we're at this point where we have to readjust. I feel like um, the squad we had was kind of getting used to all playing together, but then all of a sudden, you insert AD, who's going to be the number one choice, you know, with this squad, and so it it throws things it throws things off a little bit. So I think it's just a readjusting period, but. Um, I, I'm just glad to see AD back and him getting back into the groove of things. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't think anyone was in any illusion that AD was going to be back without any rust at all. I mean, too many changes and really what's made Anthony Davis bring his game up to the literal rafters, LeBron James, uh, is still out due to injury. Um, with that being said, I agree. AD is progressing. Uh, he seems like he's moving well. A little bit of hesitation, like uh, Raquel was saying um, during that first game and and then the second one, but he's going to be fine. Um, What I'm really worried about is his chemistry with with new rotations and really new starters, right? You got Andre Drummond, uh, and that's going to be one of the key factors moving forward. Yeah, I feel like that's 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 a major key factor that's moving forward. Andre Drummond is also a new piece into the rotation, and people are still. I think the Lakers are still trying to figure out the best, you know, the best the best way to optimize and maximize his his strengths, um, and sort of hide away some of his weaknesses that he has. We've seen his weaknesses. We know his weaknesses. Um, he's not that. Uh, uh, he's still athletic, but he, he's not the same Drummond that he was before. Um, uh, he makes a lot of silly mistakes. He's not uh, picking up his opponents or being he, he's being too slow sometimes to pick pick uh, the, his opponent up. And, you know, the, a lot of uh, just not being engaged enough in the on the defensive end, as well as on the offensive end. I feel like he could uh, we could throw him some more lobs if we needed to. But he's he, you know, uh, we're not we're not there yet. Um uh, with AD, I think some of the criticism that he's receiving right now, I think it's, it's, it's some of them, right. Are deserved. Like he's maybe he's, he's isoing too much um, or, or maybe he's shooting uh, mid range or, or threes too much. Um, but you gotta, you gotta remember that like, like what we've all been saying that he's just coming back from injury. He wants to get the feel of the ball again. He wants to regain his confidence. I, I like, I haven't played basketball pickup hoop in over a year because of COVID. And in like a week, I'm going to go back to it now that I'm fully, I'll be fully vaccinated. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid of where my shots are going to go. Honestly, I'm afraid <laughs> of how, how out of shape I will be like, honestly, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be bad. And the only thing that to, the only way that I can um, get back into it and 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 being confident again is to shoot, uh, to to shoot them up honestly, and to see to see you know to see what I need to keep uh, improve on. So I feel like you know I get I get where 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 eighty is right now. We just got to be patient, right? But there's not a lot of time to be patient. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, it's it's worse than you think. I, I've gone back into playing sports after 
resting for for an entire year and uh it, it's pretty rough it's pretty rough definitely out of shape um something i wanted to point out about drummond was uh vogel has a, a big decision on his hands because i feel like the the matchups will really dictate who should play and i know a lot of laker fans have issues with marcus Saul. I've read a lot, I've seen a lot. I personally feel like he's his value is not appreciated because he's someone you can play with AD because at least he'll take an outside shot and they'll respect it. Like the Wizards game last night, I noticed that when Drummond was in the game with AD, AD would try to post up, but they would just back up all the way off Drummond and block AD's post up. So he would have to take jump shots. So that's something where Vogel has to, try to manage i know it's hard because he has harold ad drummond we have so many bigs so it's just uh another thing but it's only 10 games left so gotta figure it out i just want to touch base real quick about the ad um and drummond as well i think like a lot of people aren't realizing it's kind of what you guys said earlier though remember when lebron and ad went down the lakers had a hard time actually like coming together like their first few games they were horrible and we were just like what's going on this team looks lost I think that's what happens when people have to be re-put back into the rotation and then of course a lot of guys aren't getting as much playing time so you know they just got to kind of be ready um I agree with the Gasol I really don't understand why he was getting completely taken out of rotation um I just thought that Drummond would be good for interior defense and I just wanted someone to protect the rim a little bit better but I know Gasol offers a spacing so I just thought like he'd be a great backup, but I don't get why he's getting completely shut out the rotation. Man, I think I think I think honestly, I think uh, Vogel and, and the coaching staff they have a master plan. Um, uh, who was it? Um, someone said it on the Lakers uh, just uh, within the last week. Is you know they had what like eight games after such a such a big break, right? The, for, because of the the shutdown, and then to figure it out those eight games they had to figure out the best rotations the best uh lineup against the matchups that they were going against and i think we're in a similar position now where coach vogel and the coaching staff they're figuring it out they have these four bigs they have uh um, the main ingredient still missing that's lebron james and they're trying to figure out all right how is this going to work in the playoffs who, who we're looking at Denver potentially right now as our, our next matchup. How, how are we uh, going to face up against them? Um, so I think they're, they have a master plan. They're, they're thinking it through. I, I have my full confidence on this coaching staff that uh, they'll get this team ready for the playoffs. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens in the playoffs. I know we'll make it. We might have to play in the play in tournament, which I'm gonna, we're going to talk about in the next segment here, um, which and I think that's a great way to right now to take a break and 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 then get to that that segment. But uh, uh, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and take a break here. And then when we do come back, we'll talk about um, whether or not the Lakers can avoid this the play in tor- tournament. And if not, like, does it matter at all? Um, so guys, stay tuned and we'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. 
including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high quality, low priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on jerseybirdofficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at jerseybirdofficial.com. Welcome back to Hashtag Lakers. I'm here with John Webb, McKay, Raquel, and Casey. So um, um, the Lakers are currently the fifth seed right now, right? Um, might be some games right now. Mavs might be playing. So we might end up in the sixth seed. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, we're really not too far from becoming that sixth seed. Um, there's also a potential of landing as the seventh seed at the end of the day. Uh, which would mean that we would have to go through the play-in tournament. Um, you know, the, those numbers are really close. We're really, really close behind. Uh, or uh, the Mavs and the Blazers are really close behind. And, uh, you know, there's only 10 games left. Um, we play against the Kings. We play the, the Raptors, Nuggets, the Clippers, Portland, the Suns, who are doing really great right now, the Knicks. Rockets, Pacers, and then we end it with the Pelicans. So let me ask you guys: Can the Lakers avoid the play-in tournament? And you know what? What? What do the Lakers need to do going forward here um, to avoid that um, from happening? I think the uh, the answer is absolutely. Um, I I think it's going to take a little bit of waking up. Um, we've got to get that championship mentality going again. Um, I think the Lakers have proven that even without LeBron and AD, we can win. Um, we just like we talked about um, in the first segment, we just have to learn how to mesh again with with Anthony Davis. There's a lot of new pieces, and sometimes it just takes a little longer to to figure things out. I think now that Anthony Davis is starting to get his rhythm again, I think things are going to start to pick up. Things are going to go better for us I think in in these last 10 games that being said um, it's absolutely going to be competitive everybody knows what's at stake and everybody's going to be fighting hard I mean we just saw Dallas take us for two games because they've got that mentality and they're fighting for it and they don't want to be in that um, playing tournament I and obviously I think when LeBron James comes back hopefully it's sooner rather than later um, that that's going to be a huge 
uh, help in in getting us wins. Yeah, um, I would agree with you 100% that I feel like the Lakers won't be in the playing tournament only because they have a like a two game cushion right now that I'm looking at uh, above the Portland Trailblazers and they play them uh, May 7th. So I feel like if they win, they're going to they're going to get some wins before then. And as long as they continue what they're doing, um, defending at a high level and working AD in, I believe the, the Lakers will not get into the playing tournament. And I feel like they'll finish somewhere between the fifth and sixth seed. And personally, in my opinion, I feel like it doesn't really matter where they finish as long as it's not in the playing tournament, because at the end of the day, the teams above them are going to have to try to beat LeBron and AD for seven games. And to me, those two are too formidable to be able to beat, beat in my opinion. So we're going to we're going to see. I think I agree with everyone. Um, I, I, we're not getting the playing tournament. I'm, I'm just, I'm saying we're not letting that happen simply because the Lakers are really too good to be in that playing tournament game. I feel like we have to just do what we should be doing, which is staying aggressive the entire game and giving effort more than just segments of the game. Because that's what the Lakers have done. Like when they want, they turn it on and they got to get out that habit, especially going into the playoffs. I mean, our next upcoming games, we got the Kings, we got the Raptors, and then we got the Nuggets, all beatable games. And then you have the Clippers who they, of course, are going to try to play like their championship game because that's the closest they're getting. So I feel like as long as the Lakers um, get back into rhythm, they'll be fine. Because the thing is, I'm I'm actually not as scared as everyone else, simply because I feel like the team showed our depth when we didn't have AD and when we didn't have um LeBron. These are the same players who were winning and beating teams that people thought that they weren't going to be able to. I feel like the Dallas game got away from us because we got complacent. We know the Lakers don't do well with leads, but I feel like they're going to turn it on now because now they're sitting there saying, okay, do we really want to fall back into a playing tournament? And I know they don't. And even AD was saying like, they know they have to be more aggressive. Um, All the players were doing their post games and they were saying, yeah, we know what we need to do. So I feel like they're just going to focus in and they're going to win. I think like the only teams that I'm a little threatened by with our schedule is basically the Clippers, the Suns, because they were just playing so great. And then, you know, the Blazers play as well too, but Houston, Indiana, and uh, New Orleans is the ending of that schedule. I think those are all winnable games. So. Yeah. My hope is that they avoid the playing tournament, right? That's, that's my hope. Is it absolutely necessary? Do I think them being in the play-in tournament is going to affect the outcome? I, I don't think so. I mean, listen, if the Lakers are healthy and there's enough time for them to gel, they could be 10th place, really, for all I care. The road to the finals is still going through L.A. Um, now, let's say that's, like, not my opinion. And, you know, you're asking, what do we need to do to avoid that 10th spot, right? And it's what everyone's saying. And it's what, you know, McKay, uh, Yo, what we've been talking about since the very first episode, the same components that helped us win last year's chip uh, defense and chemistry. I know Casey mentioned, mentioned it, right? The defense is there. We've been able to man- maintain some level of that and have built some really good habits uh, coming into these last games of the season. Chemistry, uh, on the other hand, that's up in the air, right? It's, it's one of those unmeasurable elements, the glue that uh, really vaults scrub teams into champions. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's what we need to work on. AD is rusty. We haven't had all of our core players and superstars in a rotation uh, really in more than 30 games. Uh, the key, like 
you were saying earlier is LeBron coming back. And is there enough time to build that chemistry before facing this really loaded Western conference? Of course, there's going to be, there's going to be like LeBron James, dude, that guy, um, just, just adding him, right. Like just adding him to the rotation. Um, it's not going to fix everything, right? It's not going to magically, Oh, look, there's fairy dust. It's going to fix everything, but it sort of does, but it's, he sort of does do that. Like he, he, like the way that he just simplifies the offense in a way that uh, just makes everybody better is is still mind boggling to me, um, and and the way obviously like if you put him in in there right, it also solidifies the roles of everybody. Everybody knows exactly what they need to do um, after that, and and I think that's really just missing LeBron James. That's the, he's he's the missing puzzle to making sure that the like if if like like everybody is saying. If everybody's healthy, like we're gonna we're gonna win this championship. There's no way that we can't. This team is too deep. We have LeBron James and we have Anthony Davis, like you said, Casey. They're they're too dominant. They're too good. And and I just I just feel like, um, regardless of whether or not we we are in the play-in t- tournament, it doesn't matter because we have the best duo in the league, and then we have a really great team that just had to go through this experience. Of of uh, having to play without LeBron and AD and and having those reps in and and experiencing that and 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 proving to the league that we're still the best defensive team uh, despite not having sure. these, these two and and you know like like you said John Webb defense and chemistry that's 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 what you need that's what it takes to to win championships. Um, I was gonna say a uh, way to look at it also is it kind of benefits the role players that they didn't have LeBron and AD because now they, they, they got to like see what it's like if it was on their shoulders to win. And they ended up doing a pretty good job in my opinion. Uh, that's how I actually wrote about uh, Frank Vogel's um, job as coach without AD and LeBron recently um, about how he should deserve some coach of the year, like, you know, votes. Cause he's been without LeBron actually has been out longer than the year when he tore his growing. Um, and AD's been out for almost nine weeks, more than nine weeks. And the Lakers have been between four and five the whole time, which is something I've seen everybody writing the Lakers off. When LeBron sure. got hurt, I, all I read was the Lakers are going to be a playing tournament. They're probably going to lose all this. And they got, still got the best defense. It looks like Dennis Schroeder is catching on slowly. I feel like that's one player that is going to be crucial for the Lakers going forward is Schroeder has to not forget that just because LeBron's out, he gets to shoot now. He needs to keep that same type of energy when LeBron comes back because we need that type of guard. Because remember in the in the bubble, who was the third player when LeBron and AD were going off? It was Rondo. Like, we need a third person to carry the shit, bring the energy, and Schroeder's that player, in my opinion. I agree with you there. I think um, LeBron is a facilitator, so LeBron is they're going to, you know, get other people involved or he can do when we went through those stagnant minutes, like four or five minutes without scoring, you know, LeBron's not going to let that happen. So that changes the dynamics of the game. And a lot of people don't realize we, without LeBron and or AD, we went from the second defensive rating to the first. That's impressive because everyone was like, Lakers are done for, you know, everything else. Like you were just saying, Casey. So um, 
I just, I do. I think the same thing. I think that our, our depth and this experience is making us even more competitive and ready for that playoff run. So I'm confident in these um, players. I'm confident in our bench. I think people just don't realize how good our bench players have been because too many people have been focused on like the last few games, but it's like, we did way better than our expectations than people were giving us credit for prior to LeBron going down. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with this conversation. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else to be said. I think we, we really nailed, we really nailed it. Um, but uh, let, let's go ahead and take our last break here. Um, and uh, we do have some mailbag questions from, from our listeners and followers on Instagram. So um, when we do come back, we'll go ahead and ask those questions and we'll have our guests here uh, answer and, as well as our, our co-host, uh, but uh, stay tuned. And we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree, there isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to Hashtag Lakers. I'm here with John Webb. McKay, Raquel, and Casey. And uh, we have some mailbag questions here from our listeners and Instagram followers. And uh, so let's, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna answer them for you guys. All right, our first question is from uh, underscore bad boy Roro underscore. And he asked the question: um, is Vogel the reason for uh, our recent losses? Um, because of you know the terrible rotations that he does, uh, in his opinion. So what do you guys think uh, about uh, Bad Boy here? What what do you guys think about his question? Hey, you know, it it very well may be, but I I think the problem is that we're we're kind of judging um the success of the rotations and uh judging Frank Vogel on on the wins. Um where success with certain rotations and certain things that he's experimenting with uh, might come in other forms, you know, uh, their, their learning experiences, their things that, that we need to try out to, to see how people mesh, especially when Anthony Davis and LeBron James aren't on the court. I think if we can get in, um, that time where, you know, where we figure it out, where we get these new players in Ben McLemore and Andre Drummond, um, some more playing time, we figure out how they mesh with our core. Um, I, I think success can be measured in the information that we gain from that. 
Um, obviously, we want to win. We want we don't want to fall into the playing tournament. But I think uh, Frank Vogel has confidence in his players, in his team, um, that we're going to figure it out. So I I think that it could be chopped up to um, his fault to a degree, but um, I I don't think that necessarily we should knock Vogel because he made those decisions. I mean, obviously we look at the success we had last year and he brought us, or he helped to bring us a championship um, in one year, you know, with almost a, an entirely brand new squad. So I have faith in, in the process and in what he's doing, even if uh, over these last few games, it didn't bring us wins. You know, uh, we talked about consistent rotations, but when's the last time Frank Vogel has had a consistent pool of players to pick from night in and night out? Has any Laker not been injured this year? I mean, has there been, you know, a game other than the first couple maybe where no one has been injured or suspended? Um, You know, I think that's our biggest problem and what we foresaw in the beginning of the season, you know, injuries, health being the key. Um, it's not about Frank having uh, terrible rotations. It's about our coaches right now fine-tuning our rotations to a point when, where LeBron James, when he's healthy, can seamlessly come back to it. Uh, so we're going to have less than eight games left in the regular season when he, when he does get back, and that'll be the real measure. That's when the fans can really judge Frank. I feel like this is the time where you do play with the rotations, um, similar to what McKay was saying, because right now, he does have to figure out who works. And just to, to validate your point, I mean, that is true. We've had so many injuries. And then people forget we just had the two buyouts that came in. You know, you have Mick Lamorta came in and then you have Drummond that came in. He's had to deal with rotating people. Then you had for that short segment, um, I forget the center name that came in um, that we didn't keep, but he's had to juggle around. And then, you know, like you guys said, players have been on and off due to health reasons and then just short injuries. So, I think he is trying to do what the best he can. I feel like once playoff time comes, he will do as he did previously, and he'll start just getting those nine to ten players, nine players most likely or so. That's going to be heavy in a rotation, and we'll be fine. Um, I think as fans, it's always hard for us when we get losses because all we want to do is we need a scapegoat. So it's either going to be a player or it's going to be the coaches, <laughs> and that's how it usually is. But I think he's doing good um, comparable to what he's dealt with all season. I agree with everything that you guys are saying. Um, I feel like in specifically in this uh, day and age, it's really easier to like blame the coach when the team does bad, but like rarely is like, look at the team. Like it's the effort, you know? So like, I feel like that's a big thing of why the Lakers lost recently. It's not his rotations. Cause as, um, as you said, the, the Lakers team has been, so discombobulated all season like AD's here then he's not Gasol's here then he's not LeBron's gone like and Vogel still has them out of the playing tournament so to blame him is kind of kind of doesn't make sense uh, in my opinion but yeah I think I think that was a great great question but from uh, bad boy Roro I think um I think to some extent uh you you guys are you guys said it right like this guy Vogel and the coaching staff there there, there's like like we've been saying he they've been tinkering with the lineups to see what works. Um, playoffs are just around the corner, and we need to understand that uh, you know what we have. 
what five guys can go at any given moment during the playoffs that would match up perfectly against the opponent, the particular opponent, the particular five guys are on that team on the court. Uh, um, so I, I think, I think, uh, I think, you, you can't blame Frank Vogel for, for, for trying this now because this is an essential time to, and, and a good time to do it right now. Like, like Raquel said, um, but yeah, man, shout out to, to bad boy Roro. That, that was a good question. All right. Next question is um, uh, D D ward junior. Oh, three. Um, and his, his question is, should the Lakers move on from Kuzma next season because he's too inconsistent. Um, what, how do you guys feel about this question? That's, this is something that I actually was working on uh, a piece about. Uh, I feel like Kuzma, Kuzma has a, a, a certain like, aura about him that makes people hate him. And, I, and sometimes it's himself because of what he says. I mean, but come on. Everybody says things, you know. It's just human nature. But as a player, I feel like this season has been his most like fully trans transformation into a winning player. Like he literally went from a rookie who was just gunning because, you know, it was just a bunch of young players on the team. Then next season, LeBron James comes. So expectations through the roof. And then the next season, everybody gets traded for AD. And through all of this, we're expecting Kuzma to be the same player he was as a rookie when really he has to change his game completely. And he has all season. He's shown that he can take the best offensive player and at least put an effort in front of it. And that's something we need. We need wing defenders, taller wing defenders, especially in the playoffs when we go against Booker, PG, Kawhi, Luca, we need bigger wings. So I don't understand trading him when he seems to me been the one of the most steady players all season. I mean, yeah, his shooting is inconsistent, but that's going to take time. Shooting is not something that can just pop up. Players work years to become good shooters. So to me, I feel like we just got to be patient with Kuzma. That's, that's something that um, it's hard, but Kuzma, he has something in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know me. Um, we've talked about this in, in past pro- podcasts. I've been on the Kuz train. I've been off the Kuz train. And um, nothing frustrates me more than inconsistency. I, I think Casey is exactly right, though. You know, we um, he's a great defensive player. He's always putting out that effort. Um, sometimes he's inconsistent when it comes to uh, shooting and um, playmaking ability. Uh, but I, I think he's made great efforts and um, strived to improve his game in different ways. And he's become pretty versatile. Um, I think the answer to that question is going to rely upon his performance in the postseason. Um, I think people can show inconsistencies all year, but if they come out to play in the playoffs when it really matters, then then that's what's going to do it for me. You know, that's, that's what um, proved Rondo to me. Um, everybody was giving him crap all year and then playoff Rondo came out. Um, if Kuzma can up his performance and really go out there and be a difference maker and help us to, uh, get another championship, I, I absolutely think that we should keep him. Um, you know, if not, if, if he, if he breaks us, if he can't perform during the postseason, then I think we should. Okay. So 
everyone probably knows I'm pretty much a Kuzma advocate in a sense. I think that Kuzma um, doesn't get a lot of credit that he deserves. I, I definitely understand the inconsistency with his shooting or with him scoring. Yet, I feel like we're not looking at the overall development of Kuz. He's became he's become a great defender. Like we can actually depend on him defensively, which we weren't before he was a liability. He's actually become better with his on-court vision, his passing ability. He had a lower, lower IQ than most players, which we would like, but he's actually improved on that. And his shooting goes down, I think, because one, he sometimes doesn't even get the ball. He sometimes only shoots like seven to nine shots a night. You can't score off of that sometimes. And then sometimes he shoots too many threes and that's his problem where he needs to actually drive inside. But when you look at Kuz from, you know, even rookie year to now, like you guys said, he had to adjust his role. I think fans are under the impression that he's not doing good because it's just points wise, but his overall game and um, improvement has been phenomenal to me because at one point in time, I was like, man, Kuz is only a scorer. Then I was like, dang, he's not great defensively. Um, but I do agree. I feel like his playoff performance is going to be very vital for him to stay on the team. But I also think that people aren't giving him enough credit for what he's doing because you know, a lot of people don't realize is that um, as far as shooting percentage, Kuz actually is our second best three-point shooter this season. Um, I think he has the most too, uh, second most, sorry. So it's his inconsistency, but I also feel like he doesn't have play calls for him. You can see that, but he's been on the rebounds. He's improved his assists. He's improved his overall game. Um, I do think that he still needs to be a little bit more aggressive. He can be passive and that's probably where the frustration comes in, but I don't want to get rid of Kuz because he's like our, him and Caruso are our last homegrown boys, but you know, his contract is good for the Lakers. Like they can easily get him out. Yeah. I don't know why the Kuzma hate is so blatant among Lakers fans. This is a player who has absolutely, absolutely bought into his role. I mean, I mean, it's really dictated by the coach's game plan, right? And it's whatever the team needs that night. The inconsistency that fans see is because of that. For any game, the coaches ask him to play defense. Okay, he does that. The next game, he's asked to rebound. He does that. The next game, maybe it's score. He does that. Um, he's the type of player you want in your team because he's going to compete and he's going to do what it takes. Fans like to compare him, like you were saying, uh, Raquel, to, to his first two years where he was taking more shots and his role was to score. Uh, they like to compare him to our other young core players who right now are doing amazing things in the league, but that's not the role he's asked to fulfill. Um, he's being asked to do all the little things now because the Lakers have two superstars that can do all the scoring. If we didn't have LeBron or we didn't have AD, best believe Kyle Kuzma would be averaging at least 20 points and six rebounds. As it stands now, uh, he's rebounding more on defense and offense, uh, fouling less, uh, blocking more shots, dishing out more assists, shooting at a higher percentage from three. I mean, he's the perfect role player, guys. Yeah, like you guys said, like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the hate. Uh, and honestly, I don't like getting into off-season talk when we're not even close to the off-season yet. <laughs> Um, but I, I agree completely with everybody, uh, with everyone's uh, thoughts on Kuzma. Um, and McKay, you, I think you're the only one that said, honestly, like you said, if, if, uh, if, if the Lakers feel like they, they need to move him, then they'll move him. And, and uh, um, uh, Raquel, you mentioned that he has a good contract with the Lakers. He does. He really does in terms of like um, 
it's a very favorable contract to the Lakers because they they can use that contract to trade like as a trade package uh, for for like a star or something like that. That's honestly the only reason why I would think that Lakers would trade like G, like Genie Bus would trade um, and Rob Palinka would trade Kuzma um, is uh, if for a star. And even then. Maybe not, because I think he's beloved by Genie Bus because he exhibits so much of that sort of, um, uh, you know, like he, he tries a lot to be like Kobe to 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 be that mama mentality kind of kind of person. And I think that's what's kept him with the Lakers for so long is because of of that and doing like what you you said, John Webb, like doing what it takes to win, uh, no matter you know what role you play. And I think that's that's why he has such a high value. He he's so valuable to to the Lakers. Um, but I think that was a good question uh, by D Ward Junior. 03. Good job, thanks. Um, thanks for that. But um, all right, guys, I think that does it for today. Um, that's a, that's great questions, great mailbag. Appreciate all the guests who came on the show today. Raquel, thank you again for for joining the show, and Casey as well. Thank you so much. All right, so Raquel um, and Casey, we're, we're going to give this time to you guys to, um, you know, p- put a plug in to where our listeners, our followers can 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 find you. Uh, Raquel, why don't we start with you? Okay, you guys can find me on Twitter at So Beautiful Me, Instagram as well as YouTube. Um, Mine's is all platforms So Beautiful Me, so it's pretty simple. Thank you guys for having me. Um, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Casey's underscore takes. And uh, you can also find me on the Lake Show Life. Uh, I usually r- write about, you know, the ongoing stuff with the Lakers uh, and their upcoming schedule. So check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you hopping on the show. Thank you guys for having me. It was, it was actually really fun. It's great. It is great to be on here. Yeah, it's, it's always fun to, to, um, to, you know, to talk Lakers basketball. Um, best team in the world. <laughs> but uh <laughs> guys um let, let i think that does it for the day um let's let's end it here so guys you, you guys can catch us on apple podcast um uh, spotify and many other listening platforms um do us a favor and head on over to apple podcast subscribe and give us a five-star review we appreciate the follows and all the reviews it'll help us continue to produce this show um you can also follow us on twitter at hashtag LakerPod and on Instagram at hashtag Lakers. Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.